Hey everybody, and welcome to No Story is Sacred. If you've never listened before, basically we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it, and we're inviting you to join the conversation. I'm Brendan, and I may or may not have created an evil robot version of myself. Just saying. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> it does happen to the best of us. It's more likely than you think. I'm Pippin, and God gave rock and roll to me. I'm Alex, and I built a good robot uh, me to counter the evil robot uh, me that Bren built. Should I have gone with the robot thing? <laughs> you might have. I'm just saying, Pip. You, you missed out. Yeah. You missed out. And Cat, meanwhile, is currently uh, lost in time somewhere. We, we, we don't know. She's, so, uh, she's playing some games with uh, death for fun, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Death keeps losing. One of them may be cheating. Oh, it's Cat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, let's be real. Although they're both cheating and the game is trying to find the other cheater. Mm. Yeah. Which. Well, actually, what Cat did is uh, she, she brought her kid in and she's just really good at games. Mm. Anyway. The point is she's not here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, today, we're going to become the Oracles at Sci-Fi and speculate about the upcoming movie Bill and Ted Face the Music. If you want specific content warnings about things that we may talk about, check out the show notes at nostoriasacred.com. And if you th- think the Oracles at Sci-Fi owns good and shouldn't be changed to the Oracles of Sci-Fi, let us know. Fuck Specifically, off. let Pippin know. How Fucking dare you! Excuse me, excuse me for wanting a sentence that makes sense verbally. But, but <laughs> I want to actually reference, like, make the reference stick. People Aha. would have gotten it if they were going <laughs> to get the reference in general. They would have understood, even if we changed one word. And this is what it's like to live with English majors, everyone. This was a ten-minute argument before we hit record, <laughs> and I lost. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Overruled. Pip tried to bring in the receipts, and the, <laughs> and the receipts proved her wrong. It was a bad time, y'all. So, so the premise for Face the Music, uh, according to Wikipedia, is uh, now enduring the monotony of middle-aged life. William, Bill, S. Preston, Esquire, and Theodore, Ted, Logan, are warned by a visitor from the future of the need for them to create a song in 78 minutes that will save all life on Earth and the entire universe. The pair work with their families, old friends, famous musicians, and each other to complete the task. The task. Oh, we- Oh, shit. Y'all, we really should have had Kat here so she can go on about the task. Indeed. Uh, hold on. I'll, I'll look up Wikipedia while you guys talk. I'll- yeah, at this point in, in the episode, usually, you know, we talk about the plot of the movie uh, for longer than maybe we should, because we always have opinions and interjections and talk over each other, like caring siblings do. But And and we try to prove each other wrong. Don't try, forget that. Try to prove each other wrong, race each other to jokes, try to make, come up with better jokes when, we, when someone else beat us to that punchline. Yep, 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 yep. She says, deconstructing our own podcast for all the bullshit <laughs> that we do. But this doesn't have a plot for us to summarize <laughs> with a broad definition of summarize. <laughs> well, well, we can we can guess at the basic structure of, of the, the plot. You know, the the, the trailer was actually pre- fairly forthcoming with that. Well, yeah. we can say we can say what was in the trailer that we saw. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, well, for, first, let's do a little bit of background. Uh, mm. We we already talked about Bill and Ted's excellent adventure in a prior podcast. We haven't done Bogus Journey yet. Maybe we'll do that one in a few weeks. Whoa. <laughs> Making promises there. <laughs> promises that we have repeatedly shown not to be able to keep. <laughs> Which, you know, is in theme with Bill and Ted Face the Music. We're an absent father. We can't be trusted with promises. <laughs> no, the podcast said they were going to talk about it this week. They promised. Kate and Leopold just went to buy some milk, guys. They're going to come back. That was three years ago. <laughs> well, technically three weeks ago. <laughs> Aw. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Uh, never trust writers. Yeah. This is kind of just going to be an episode of us dragging ourselves. Um. <laughs> so, a but regular we're... episode. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. But anyway, in the, the prior movie, Bogus Journey... They'd still not become the most triumphant band, despite the promises of the first movie. Uh, and really kind of the, yeah, I think they've got it, of the, the second movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they they go through a lot of adventures. They die, go to hell, uh, beat death at a game. He- go to heaven. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, befriend, like, death, station, which is like an alien... Uh, Technological genius? It's a Pokemon. It only says its own name. And then, for instance, like, there is actually an angel called Station. That, that's called Station, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Well, there, there's a Stations of the Cross. I know that. Uh, but this is me. Oh, there's uh, a paper in that one for sure. Like, listeners, I was raised Catholic, and then I, I promptly forgot all of it. And I apologize. We're just a recovering Catholic. There is, <laughs> there is a tube station in London called angel anyway Uh. anyway so they you know die come back to life and perform at the big battle of the bands which in the timeline of bogus journey was supposed to be like their debut of wild stallions as a band to be like i wouldn't say reckoned with but like it was supposed to be basically their big debut and would go on to create the song that would uh save the world and create this idyllic awesome future there was a newspaper scroll during the credits and everything there was you guys remember way more about this movie than i do (laughs) that's because we're amazing Eh. also also who here thought that god gave rock and roll to you was supposed to be that song i was thinking that yeah yeah so but now that you've described it i'm like oh well maybe maybe that was a foolish thought (laughs) maybe It it was It was kind of Christian Rocky. Fuck off. I like God gave rock and roll to you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing that might be addressed. Like, I I think the speculation number one, we probably have Bill and Ted themselves talking about how, like, I thought that God gave rock and roll to you was supposed to be the band, the the song, but it wasn't. Or maybe it's them becoming. Well, here's one thing I'm just remembering about um, Bogus Journey is that the present timeline bill and ted didn't perform that song they brought themselves from the future that had decided to learn to play the guitar from the future instead right no with their kids no uh i think what they did was they went off they took time travel to someplace else to train yeah and then came back 
with the skills and the babies. <laughs> the skills and the babies. That's the way it always works. Okay. I already have a speculation for how this movie is going to end. Oh, yeah? I think I know what the speculation, your speculation is, too. Uh, so go on, Pippin. Bill and Ted, the dudes, are not going to be the ones who perform the song to save the world. Uh, it is going to be Billy and Thea, I think, are their names, who are their children. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Are we talking about themes of the next generation being trusted to uh, continue on legacies and fix or right the wrongs? Yes. Also, probably the future erasure of their daughter's accomplishments in the favor of their male fathers. I mean, also that. But from what I could see in the trailer, it looked like it was actually going to be a lot of repeating of the previous movie. Uh, movies. Yeah, they're pretty much combining excellent adventure and uh, bogus journey into one. Gathering the uh, people from the past and then going to hell. Well, they might be doing a trailer... Uh... Uh, switcheroo here where that's the setup and the expectation and then things get screwy like people know what happened with star wars for instance you know F uh, force awakens was more or less just a rehash of new hope yep uh maybe they'll set up the expectation that similar things could happen here and which for some moviegoers is definitely a appeal it's like oh yeah i want to relive that nostalgic uh, glory time there but then it's like well we're gonna twist it on its head somehow two-thirds of the way through the movie i yeah. mean to me part of one of the reasons that you do something like having clear parallels to previous uh versions is to create a commentary of how things have changed yes and also to highlight the difference between the old and the new and possibly and then possibly you maybe provide commentary on the less than good aspects of uh, the the old. You know, probably they uh, bring up some of the uh, innate homophobia in the first one. What uh, homophobia no. in in my fiction? Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, because uh, like like uh, there was a plentiful use of uh, the f word, I believe in. The first and the second one. Yeah, I think you're right. I, Any signs of uh, male affection? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because men can't show affection for each other. I'm not sure you guys knew that. Like, Makes sense. Fucking hate you, Al. Yeah, you're a douche. Ha-ha! Oh, man. We have accomplished max masculinity. <laughs> ba -ba -da! Now our women won't leave us. Um. <laughs> so, so what do we see in the trailer itself that we can... So we, everyone's sort of on the same page. Well, okay. So we start off, right, with Bill and Ted's marriage being a little rocky. Shaky. The fact that when they heard couples counseling, they thought that they should bring both couples. There are a couple of couples. It makes sense. And, like, not thinking too deeply about, you know, <laughs> like, what sort of implications that have. Yeah. And they're... Uh, yeah, I guess their dad. <laughs> Weird. Um, doesn't believe anything about the time travel. Still thinks that they're failures. I mean, they're performing at weddings, so fair-ish. I mean, weddings pay well. Yeah. Yeah. The worst things you can do. You'd think after meeting Duff itself that, uh, you know, his their father would believe them, but... You'd think, but, you know, maybe... What if it's all like a Lotus Eaters machine thing? Can you explain? 
All right. Are you familiar with the story of the Lotus Eaters from uh, Odysseus? Yes. Island of the Lotus Eaters? Uh, yes, where... but, yes, but why don't you uh, explain to the listeners? In this context, it's like I'm implying that Bill and Ted are in some sort of simulation that they're being kept in some sort of mental loop or alternate reality where the events of the first movies didn't happen as we the audience saw it. And so it's some nefarious plan by some third party that is just kind of like playing this simulation in their heads. Like, you're not going to escape the simulation because it doesn't seem like a simulation. Why? What? Theodore Logan, what if I were to tell you about the (laughs) Matrix? (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, yes. Whoa. (laughs) Oh, my God. We can finally do that crossover. Oh, yes. That everyone has been always wanting to do. I mean, yeah. This episode is actually just us continuing our strange fascination with Keanu Reeves, isn't it? You're not wrong. I mean, he is Keanu. I just love him so much. He's a generally nice dude. But yeah, they're in couples counseling for reasons nobody actually talks about. We don't know why exactly. Uh, uh, probably because they're a couple of deadbeats. Yeah. Probably, but who knows? Or maybe maybe the uh, the princesses are trying to like... Guys, you've been in love with each other for, for like, 30 years. Just say it. <laughs> I mean, so much would be easier if they just did. So there's that aspect. There's the message from the future about how, hey, we need you to sing the song. The world and, depends on it. And there's a time limit now, because that's Bill and Ted time travel rules. They're, at least they're being consistent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we see Thea and Billy, their daughters- recognize that their dads are in trouble and they decide that they are going to help and we see them gathering musicians from throughout time and putting them in the old uh time travel box yep the film booth the film booth we've got mozart we've got some lady don't know who she is i'm not that uh, knowledgeable about music but yeah that part is going to be pretty straightforward i imagine I almost wonder, oh, what if, what if it's like an Orpheus story where like the, the daughters die, go to hell, Bill and Ted go to them. And now they got to play like, uh, they got to form the band to basically. They form that they grab the musicians first. You could see them in hell with them. Yeah. Oh, they did. Oh, okay. So they fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something happened. How are you doing? Well, we, he died in there and went to hell. Yeah. But how are you doing? Good. (laughs) Yeah. I think what's going to happen is that Bill and Ted and Billy and Thea are going to have two separate stories, sort of. You know, they're going to be together towards the beginning to establish that they all have relationships. And then they're going to split off and Billy and Thea are going to have uh, excellent adventure. And Bill and Ted are going to have the bogus journey. Mm. And then they're going to come together to face the music. Ooh, nicely done. Yep. Also, let's, like, Bill and Ted's a plan to play drives off themselves. It's not gonna work. <laughs> they said that. You know, really seeing if it's from ourselves, and my brain, because of the way it is, already tried to work out how the copyright for that works. You can do self-plagiarism. It's, it's a thing. Yeah. If you don't cite yourself, it's bad. Yeah, yeah. There's also, like, an ontological paradox in there, but, like, you know. Man. I wasn't even going to get into the time paradoxes because life's too short. I mean, the entirety of the Bill and Ted series is, like, set up on temporal paradoxes. 
<laughs> you guys are going to be kicked out of high school. We sent you back a time machine to help. Wait, what? That's, that's not how time travel works. That's not how the force works. <laughs> uh, the, the trick with time travel stories, as far as I can tell, is don't explain it. Yeah. The moment yeah. you explain it, that's when people can p- poke holes in it. If you just say, time travel's a thing, people go like, yeah, okay. It's a time desk. It's a desk that goes through time. <laughs> we're that this hoodie, we're a time hoodie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Writing tip number one, never explain time travel. Yep. We can't really figure it out. It doesn't make sense. It's almost as if it's, you know, impossible. What? Uh, all I can think of is... Uh, Kronk from the Emperor's New Groove pulling down the the thing and going, like, yep, by all sense, uh, by all means, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Very much. And like, you can just leave, you know, the people who, who, uh, who go, oh, no, no, it doesn't, it doesn't make logical sense to the forums. Yeah. Yeah. And promptly ignore them <laughs> because it's a time travel story. Just write the time travel story you want to write. Be the time travel story you want to see in the world. Yeah. Just be consistent with your own rules, and that's it. Yeah. It's kind of like writing uh, stories involving magic, you know? Yeah. Establish some base rules. Don't think about the metaphysical or physical way this all might work. Just go like, no, Bill and Ted uh, time travel. It travels to certain points in time in history. They're set points. And your regular timeline keeps on moving forward without you. I believe Doctor Who said it best. Uh, it's all wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff. stuff. Yeah. Oh, and also, just a general note: don't uh, white savior or <laughs> time travel. It, oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't be a dick. Still applies. <laughs> but yeah, what else? What else can we speculate about facing the music here? Well, obviously, it's a family band. The princesses have to come back in the end, otherwise, it's dickish. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. Because they, they played keyboard and something else, right? Drums? Yeah, keyboard yeah. and drums. Thea and Billy are going to be the leads. Yeah. Yep. Because, let's face it, Bill and Ted aren't that good musicians. Actually, wouldn't it be kind of funny if the big reveal from the future is like, hey, wait a second, we read this wrong, because it's Billy and Thea, right? Yep. And they yep. just thought that it was, you know, Bill and Ted, William and Theodore, but it's no, 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 it's... Billy and Thea the entire time. Yeah, because, you know, erasure. <laughs> yeah. True. Oh, oh man. You've done the, the, the stuff. Go into detail. Oh, man. Oh, man. I don't have in front of me Joanna Russ's book about how to erase uh, women's writing, but one of them is like, oh, no, she didn't write it. Her husband did. In this case, it would be they didn't write it. Their fathers did. Like, uh, like, uh, wasn't there, isn't there a theory about, like, uh, who, who was the one who, uh, wrote, uh, wasn't Dante's Inferno? Oh, are you thinking about Milton? Yeah. Uh, and Paradise Lost. So, yeah. fun fact about Paradise Lost. Here I am, back on my bullshit. What if Since Cat's not here. Your bullshit is what we need. Cat's <laughs> not here. Someone has to take the bullshit load. So, at the time Paradise Lost was written, uh, John Milton was actually blind. So, what he did, uh, apparently, was dictate the poem to his daughters, who would then write it down. And one assumes say it out, out back to him so they could 
to be said right. And I was, oh my god, I'm still so mad about this. Uh, I first learned about this in a college class about 17th century literature, uh, where we did not talk about a single female writer because what? reasons. Was it that professor? That professor said that there weren't any good women writers at the time, and we were all like, maybe we should make, be the judges of that. He said that? At he college? said that. Ooh, wow. This is why I'm going to be, this is my bullshit. And so we, he tells us this, that he was blind at the time he dictated to his daughters. And we very recently went, wait, is it possible that Milton's daughters wrote Paradise Lost? Which we thought was a very reasonable question, considering they're the ones who physically did no matter what. And he went, no, no, it's not. He wrote it and did not give any evidence, no supporting academic work, didn't go, well, if you compare Paradise Lost to his earlier writing where he, you know, he did in fact write it, you know, you can see the, the language ticks that carry throughout or whatever. Just nothing just went, nope, didn't happen and moved on. And we were all like, wait, what? <laughs> so my point is, I think John Milton's daughters wrote Paradise Lost until someone can prove it to me otherwise. <laughs> and so we have it again with time travel. Now, it could be said that Bill and Ted did need to go on their time traveling journey in an excellent adventure, because if they didn't, they wouldn't have met the princesses, and thus Billy and Fia wouldn't have been born. Oh. It's true, I was thinking about that. And the bogus journey did establish that the kids exist at the end of the film. Yep. And our experiences are what makes us, and Bill and Ted's experiences would have affected their parenting, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Probably raised the kids to be good people. Yep. Like, probably raised them to love music. Oh, uh -huh. yeah. And the kids, having that uh support in their early years, would have uh, been able to... You know, develop into actually good musicians as opposed to Bill and Ted. What? But here's the thing. What if in the movie they don't actually know how to play anything? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Think, Who knows? I think they'll know. I think they'll know. Uh, I think it'll be kind of like like understated at the beginning of the movie because like we're all it's like a like a magic trick. We're all being distracted with the utter failure that is Bill and Ted's life because they're they have this expectation, right? Like. No, we're we're wild stallions. We're the band that's gonna change the world. We did that one song once. No, <laughs> one the, song once. Wild stallions is a generational band. Yep, yep, yep. I think you're right. And like, like maybe we we kind of hear like I don't know Billy or Thea playing like Stairway to Heaven just in the background of a scene, and it's like like a really good rendition, but it's just background music. And knock, then knock, knocking on heaven's door. Just saying. Very good. It's very important for me to do that. Yeah. I think that's the way it's going to go. And, and the future being kind of stupid with assuming names. I think that's going to be a, a joke that's going to play out toward the end of the movie where they realize the truth. Yeah. Bet you that Bill and Ted arts were so bad at, uh, at it that they actually filled out with their birth certificates as Bill and Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! That's probably it. Ah, <laughs> uh, so if early on in the movie, that's part of the argument at couples counseling. Maybe that's why that couples counseling the uh, scene happens. Like it just gets brought up as a joke. It's like, yeah, you wrote your own names on their birth certificates, and it's like, yeah, and Billy and Thea, it's good names. I mean, their names are Wilhelmina and Theodora. Well, they had to, you know, change it. <laughs> yeah. Also, Fury. Christian Shaw's character is Rufus. And they're just not going to 
bring up, up that Rufus is, is no longer George Carlin. Well, they're going to use... Uh, I looked at the Wikipedia page. They're going to use uh, archive footage of George Carlin for Rufus. Oh. Aw. I'm that, sorry. That sounds... I'm still dubious on archive footage and, uh, and like, uh... The digital ghosts or whatever that is. Yeah, because that's freaky. You know that, uh, that joke in The the Critic? And, uh, Duke... Is it Duke Phillips or Philip Duke? Uh, Duke Phillips. Vote yeah, for Duke. Duke. Yeah, uh, it introduces, uh, his new, uh, Duke vision by changing, uh, movies to be product placement and then using, uh... Like, and it looks like, like the actors themselves <laughs> and changing the movie and all that. Like that was the like plot point in one of the critic episodes. <laughs> we should do the critic sometimes. <laughs> uh, if you're curious, Christian Schell's character, uh, who's the messenger from the future, apparently is Kelly, who is named after George Carlin's daughter, Kelly Carlin. Oh, uh, okay. That works too. But yeah, also I, I just want to point out a part in the movie. Uh, that I look forward to getting more context for, which is, I think Bill and Ted go to the future and visit themselves in prison. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they all looked all jacked up and they have tattoos. One of them has excellent. Well, there's also like a, f- a different uh, group of themselves they meet where they lo- kind of look like hippies or steampunkish mm. archetypes. Huh. Didn't Bogus Journey have a thing where they visited different things? Futures? Not necessarily futures, but they were given visions of things. I don't know. I, unlike you guys, I don't remember Bogus Journey at all. I only remember parts. Man, I really should have rewatched Bogus Journey. <laughs> we had to come up with this episode on the fly, everyone. We thought it was a good idea. Um, it is a good idea. I'm having fun. Yeah. <laughs> We've had speculations. We, if you know, drag each other, or mostly Pip. Sorry, Pip. Wow. I know. All I know is I think I'm really right about the daughters, uh, being the ones to perform the song. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, like that was, that was going to be my <laughs> fairy too. It, it seems not to, uh, undersell both of us. Uh, it seems the obvious thing. Yeah. Which, you know, here's the thing. Having the obvious isn't bad because it rewards audience members for like putting it together. It's yeah. a rewarding feeling for, a viewer. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I want to take the moment to recognize that Bill and Ted Face the Music is a great fucking title. Oh, yeah, no. That's true. Yeah. Like, damn. I was expecting, like, a riff on, on like, X on Adventure, Bogus Journey, like, uh, like, another adjective of, uh... Synonym for journey, or... Yeah. Like, weird travels, or... Far out story. Yeah. Uh, so, so here's a question. There's a sequence that's going to be taking place, presumably between Act 2 and 3, in Hell. What's going to be happening there? Well, I think that's where they meet up. Yeah. For their two different uh, stories. Yeah. Like Bill and Ted are going to go there voluntarily to meet up with Death. Because, like, Death was their, like, their old roadie. <laughs> yeah. And Billy and Fia are just going to be straight up dead. <laughs> it happens. It's more likely than you think. Bet you they crash the time machine. Yeah. I mean, that would be kind of uh, riffing on... Uh... Uh, excellent adventure with the time machine getting damaged. Yeah. There's definitely going to meet the devil, the devil himself. Yeah. So that's what I'm wondering about. Like, are we just going to be doing like a rock battle against Satan? Or are we going to be doing like an Orpheus and Eurydice? Eurydice. Eurydice. Uh, kind of like escaping hell by like guile or something like that or music. 
I really want the devil to be, be played by Billy Porter. <laughs> Why? Because he'd be fair gay. enough. Billy Billy Porter should be in everything. That's true. Oh, like Brent, you're Orpheus and Reality, and uh, Hades Town. Way down, Hades Town. Bill Porter wasn't in Hades Town. Why am I so bad at, at names and actors? It's okay, Al. I'm I'm in the same boat. I mean, Patrick Page was in Hades Town as Hades and is amazing. <sighs> All right. Next, you're going to tell me who I thought was Christian Shaw isn't actually Christian Shaw. No, that was Christian Shaw. So, guys, uh, I think we've talked at, uh, at length about Bill and Ted Face the Music. Um, do we want to try and play a game with this, or do we want to try and do riffs on what we'd do if we had the pen? I mean, we can totally try that. <laughs> Don't mind me, as I'm quickly looking something up. Cheater! <laughs> no, no, I'm trying to figure something out, because I think, I think they recast the princesses Every single time. Huh. Huh. Because you know what that is? Some bullshit. Yeah. Wait. (laughs) Wait. Wait for it. Wait for it. Yeah, so at the very least, Bill's wife is now being played by someone uh, 14 years his junior. She's 41, he's 55. Huh. Uh, And this is a a, a recast from both movies. Uh, And, you know, bullshit. To use the technical term. Not that I don't love Jamma Mates, but... Mm. Legit. Legit. I mean... Anyway. Are the original princesses still acting? Yes. Oh. At least one of them is. Huh. Yeah. Anyway. So, story changes? Um... I mean, we've already been pretty much riffing on what we think the story might be. Can't really That's change- true. Can't change what we already... <laughs> Can't change what don't exist yet. I guess that has been the entire episode, so let's play a game instead. Ha. Uh, what game should we play? I can do a special appearance by and just list, like, a character that has been shown in the trailer that might show up in the movie. <laughs> uh, well, Ovs, uh, there was a TV series? Oh, there was an unaired pilot. Um, <laughs> it's... Or we could explode all the things and make the worst predictions. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, we haven't we haven't done explode all the things in a while. Oh man, you know what? I think we already be explode this. Peti- mm. Let's actually go with explode the things then. If you have a, if you have an idea in mind. Well, here's the thing. I started rethinking it because what if it turns out cool? Uh, it is might t- if well, uh, it might turn out cool. Let's officially do the game, and uh, and you do your thing, and then we'll just decide if it turns out to be cool or not. Well, it looked like there was going to be, like, an alien invasion or something. Oh, yeah, oh. we kind of forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, well. Oh, yeah. Is that, is that what they stop? Oh, here's the thing. I was thinking, like, what if the aliens are the ones who perform the song? Oh. Because, <laughs> you know, humans are the ones who kind of suck a lot of the time. Maybe the aliens saved the world. Maybe. <laughs> From ourselves. Yeah. What if it turns out to be Station? Station! <laughs> yeah. The refre- the revenge of Station. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Who knew that was a bad idea, bringing an alien from the afterlife to Earth? Huh. Weird. I really need to rewatch Bogus Journey. <gasps> um. He wasn't an alien in heaven. He was an alien hell, which is, is human heaven. How does huh. that work? Why, why does that? It works for us. 
Stop thinking about things. Oh, I just thought of an explode all the things. Go, Go for it. Do it. So we've established that the daughters die, right? It, they appear to, yes. Yeah. Well, they they just die because, you know, technology is like so hard and I mean, they just hit all the buttons and ha <laughs> oh, sexism. Uh... Because you know, crack a a woman can't drive joke and that would just Yank you right out. If there's a single woman can't drive joke in that movie, I will turn this whole thing around. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what I mean. That would explode it pretty freaking hard. It would. That being said, I thought of another one. Oh, yeah? Uh, if the princesses die. Oh. <laughs> Early on? Oh. Yeah, or just in general. But yeah, especially if it happens Early on, or if they just if they decide to leave Bill and Ted, and then at the end it's like, oh, the power of music—that's what saves their relationship. Not open and honest conversation. Ooh, here's an explode. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The the princesses become the villains in the sense of the evil ex-wife if trope. Oh, oh, and oh, yeah, yeah. So like, there's constant, you know. uh we're talking like nagging, that kind of thing. Nagging. Oh. Alimony. Oh. Uh, like, uh, we hate that, that you're, you're slobs now and that makes us bad and you're still, a, uh, the good guys who don't need to change that aspect of yourselves. Kind of, kind of deal. You don't need to improve. No, uh, no. So, and that was Alex doing an ASMR. <laughs> or, uh. <laughs> Exploring the thing. Yeah, let's uh, let's all just sit back, relax, and watch the universe collapse around us. Isn't that nice? So basically, we've established that one way to explode the things is sexism. And sexism yeah. ruins everything. And you know, oh, what if they what if they do like another joke at Missy's expense? Ugh, Missy, my dude, Missy's dead. Missy's dead. Oh. <laughs> They find her in hell. It's like, what? No. Actually, I would kind of love it if Missy's in hell and is now the wife of the devil. And now. Oh, God. And now. And so now the devil is her her new stepdad. (laughs) Okay, I take it back. That'd be kind of (laughs) fun. I'm Uh, not sure how to feel about that. You both love it and hate it. A little bit. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so. Oh, here's one way to uh, explode all the things. The homophobia is still there and unaddressed. Uh, and that might actually be a thing. Oh, yeah. Again, one no homo joke, and I am turning this whole thing around. Yeah. Like, I, I hope they don't. And I, and I think the temptation from a screenwriter's perspective, it, like, might be like, oh, this will be the uh, alerting moment here. Like, they'll learn to not do that by the end of the film. And it's like, wait, but they've been living in this time the entire time. Why did it take them until 2020 to learn not to? Really, what I want is an acknowledgement of the importance of queer platonic uh, relationships. Yeah. I think Jay and Silent Bob had it right. Yeah. Yeah. This is my best friend. I'm with them forever. We are not dating, but uh, we will murder anyone uh, for each other. Yeah. Yeah. Legit. I mean, yeah. (laughs) It's not all about sex, you monsters. (laughs) Let's go kick some ass, Horatio. (laughs) Well, no, that one was. (laughs) Oh. Okay. 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 So... So sexism and homophobia would ruin all the things. Yep. Uh, I'm very certain any of the isms would ruin, explode all the things. So yeah, universal truth right there. So so let's uh, move on from those 
and go with the other general story beats Pip, if you already have at uh, the aliens solve every solve everything. Uh, but again, if you did it right, that could be awesome. <laughs> yep. Well, if you did it right, the missy uh, thing could be awesome. But uh, yeah. So really, that seems like a joke too tempting to pass up. Mm. Satan's our dad. <laughs> yeah. So let's uh, think a bit more esoteric. Just oh, they one way to explode the thing. They uh, they break the cameo limit. Oh. Because mm. uh, random tangent to the latest Ghostbusters movie. It was a pretty decent movie. I liked it. It had too many cameos. Nah. It got to the point where it, it threw me out. Threw me right out. Uh, everything else about it was, was fine. But, like, you had all of them. You know? Yeah. That was too many cameos. On a similar note to too many cameos, too many new things to suspend disbelief for. So, like, we have time travel, we have the afterlife, adding in, like, Maybe one new thing, which I think the whole entire parallel dimensions or alternate futures uh, thing as a major element. I think that would be number three. But then doing more than that might be pushing it. So, like, much as I love the aliens thing, maybe that won't be as major a thing because maybe that's pushing the the budget too much. The believability budget. Mm. See, if we're going for too many things, too many Easter eggs. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Like, uh, the camera's panning, panning. Oh, here's a, a Rock'em Sock'em Robots game that, that they played with Steph. Let's stop there with it in center frame for about, about five seconds, then move on. That kind of uh, too many Easter eggs. Yeah, or let's go talk to this one character who is in, like, the second movie for five minutes right. for no reason right now. Yeah, having Easter eggs is okay if they're in the background, but having Easter eggs that you draw attention to mm. might yes. be yeah. a bit much. Yep. <laughs> cough, cough, ready player one. Oh. <laughs> uh, he says, with long pauses between the coughs. So basically, Face the Music has a very, we're actually discovering through this, this process, uh, is working with a very strict budget of stuff they can do, actually. Because, like, the previous two movies has so many things to reference, to, uh, allude to, uh, and to, uh, you know, bring back. And there's a certain point that uh, it's too much. Yeah, you don't want to drown the audience with, like, stuff to keep track. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we learn from this game. <laughs> uh, How easy it is to destroy. Yeah. Yes. So let's add a dog. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't quite see how adding a dog makes anything worse. I think it makes it always better. You're biased and can't be trusted. Uh, it's a dog that they have to take care of, have to constantly keep it from getting into trouble. It drags a guitar on stage right when they need it. Yeah. Yep. It- <laughs> I like how you're like, no, that's a great fucking idea. <laughs> it's a beagle, so you can have a John Wick reference. One John Wick reference, and I am turning this whole thing around. <laughs> uh, it piddles on... Uh, on the bad guy. Yep. And on, like, Mr. Preston. Mm. Yeah. I, I do wonder, aside from this vague threat of potential aliens, like, who the primary antagonist is going to be. Themselves and their expectations. Oh, deep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> The growing sense of failure you feel as you get into your 40s. <laughs> oh. Yeah. What have I accomplished? Nothing? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
Nothing is good. Oh, nothing is good. Uh, yeah. But hey, I'm holding hope that it's just going to be a fun, optimistic romp through time and space. <laughs> because I think that is a thing we need right now. Fair. We need nice things. Hope punk, it's going to be a thing. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, we also need angry things because anger is what burns the fire to keep the revolution going. Uh, viva la revolution. Uh, let's burn it all down. Where did this barricade come from? <laughs> ah! Do you hear the people sing? <laughs> there, are, there are lots of days now where like, you know, actually I kind of get where, where Madame Defarge is coming from. <laughs> Do we have, uh, anything else to talk about with Bill and Ted face the music and our speculations therein? Uh, think we've got everything i yeah i think so uh we're always blurring the lines between full-length episodes and minisodes like we're mavericks sometimes a minisode is longer than an episode what is time really what is time what are frogs <laughs> uh yeah yeah there's not really much else we can say so uh can you take us out pippin uh right okay before we go does anyone have anything to plug i have some improv shows coming up in august and i'll tweet about them awesome uh cat has a story upcoming in Lightspeed. i think in september i'm an amazing sister and as always if you have an idea or prompt to submit head on over to nostoriesacred.com slash submission Follow us on Twitter at No Story is Sacred, or send an email through contact at nostoriesacred.com. Your hosts have been Alex McDonald, Brendan McDonald, Pippin McDonald, and Catherine Crichton in Essentia. <laughs> Editing for this episode done by Brendan. Transcript by Ashley DaCosta. Art by Jay Wolf. Show notes and transcripts are available at nostoriesacred.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and please rate, review, and subscribe to No Story is Sacred. You can also visit our Patreon page to support the show and get neat rewards at patreon.com slash no story is sacred. See you next time when we talk about Hamilton. Probably. Hopefully. <laughs> Hope springs eternal. It really does. Yeah. Look, the listeners are just going to have to wait for it. <laughs> Don't throw away our shop, Bren. <laughs> nope. Go on, Pippa. Nope. Nope. <sighs> I can't believe I'm in the room where this happened. Uh, until, until then, where no story is sacred. And any story can be changed. I'm Pippin. I'm Alex. I'm Brendan. And we're No, no Story is Sacred. sacred.